And you know next year when Amari Bailey is gone, he's going to play a ton more. Next year is going to be the year of people watching Bronny's. Not so much this year, but next year, it's going to be a hype train. Well, welcome back to another episode of The Bench Ma. We back Monday night. Long weekend of sports. Uh, before we even get into it, I want to shout out a couple of things. Bills get their first AFC East title in a quarter century. Uh, the Tiger, Wood, Tiger Woods, his son, shout out to him. He had his son out here playing golf, and he was looking a lot better than him. <clears throat> Granted, obviously, he's 11 years old with no back issues, but that was dope to see that. Um, it was dope to see Antonio Brown, his comeback story, to have the game-winning touchdown, which we're going we to talk about it. Des Bryant, first touchdown since 2017. So a lot of good feel stories and sports that happened over the weekend, but – I'm joined today by Greg Hot Take Sins Mayor in the building. And of course, the bearded one, aka Moneybags, aka Ja, here with us. How y'all feeling tonight? I'm good, man. Feeling good. good. Can't complain. Oh. It was a great uh, weekend of sports. Yeah. And and, yeah. and before we get into the show, uh, for all my Nets fans listeners, one more night before we watch Durant. On the Brooklyn Nets, it, it, this is a big deal, bro. Like, if you're a Nets fan, if you're really a Nets fan, I'm not talking about nobody that just joined on recently with the Kyrie acquisition. No, like, Nets fans from the Swamp days, from the Meadowland days, like, Vince Carter days, Kerry Kittles days. Like, we've been waiting a long time for this team to be good again. I don't care. I some Nets fans that jumped off ship because they're not in New Jersey anymore. I don't care about none of that. We are we are here. This is going to be a big year for the Nets. No, yo, you, I'm about to look like a baby tonight. I'm about to like a baby tonight, bro. Yo, Brooklyn Nets sponsored me, bro. Like I'm telling you, sponsor me, bro. I'm telling you, this is this is a lifelong dream for me, bro. Hurry, dropping fifty tomorrow. Let me stop. Yeah, all right. <laughs> he probably he might. <laughs> he might. Well, at least New York will have something to look forward to um, with the Brooklyn Nets. Bad, As of right now, it's looking like um, Giants won't be making the playoffs, and the Jets did what the Jets would do the Jets go out and win a game that nobody expected them to win they beat the Rams shame on the Rams for allowing that to happen with this win are we talking about a Sam Darnold is the quarterback of the future or are we okay with Fields as a better option because Lawrence is not going to be an option anymore let me tell you something I promise you they will burn that city down if Jacksonville wins a game. Like, this is the – they got a gift, early gift right now. And even the mayor – they may already declared it. That's it. See you at the draft, you know. Like, that's it. We got we got, we got, got the best quarterback, best prospect ever. Um, the the Jets, uh, I listen, I think they're going to give – I think they're going to stick with Darnold. I don't think they – I don't think they're, they're that high on fields. Um, I think that, you know, they have two, uh, two options, take a you know, left tackle or any, any offensive line position or trade and you know there's thirsty quarterback teams out there always aka the bears the eagles the rams uh, in the past so um so you know but maybe maybe these teams have learned that it's not the smartest thing to do but i think i gotta give Darnold a shot give him some help for god's sakes give him a receiver please um you know or you know somewhat competent receiver um and uh you know just give him some talent see what you got like okay so you're gonna throw fields in there so and he's gonna be a rookie with that offensive line and that receiving core, you know. I don't know if that really makes much sense. And again, 
you know, um, if you think he's the future, you think he's the future. But I, I you, know, you gotta give Darnold a chance, you know, uh, at least one more year. They're probably gonna be bad again, you know. Either way, so and if he's if he fails, there's another quarterback. That's there'll be another quarterback coming out, you know. There's always there's always a uh, the next big thing, you know. There was just only one Lawrence, so they missed out on that. If I'm a Jaguars fan, I'm excited. As as you know, you were talking about the Jets. I was looking up the picks that the Jaguars have. They have two first rounders, two second rounders. I'm not even into the third round yet. They got the third round. They got 66 pick in the third round. They're loaded within that with those first few picks. There, they can completely change the, the whole trajectory of the franchise. Like within those first few picks, the Jaguars have like they've won. They've won. They're good. Like. That's it. Now, whatever you can do to throw a game, you got blitz on us, a clear, like, prevent defense situation. Call do it every time. Call right? Call. All game. All game. Just just play defenses with holes in them. Swiss cheese defense. Boots games because they are they are set, man. They're going to get the quarterback, the best prospect we've seen in the last. And honestly, like, I, I wanna, I'm want i going to do some justice here. I haven't even watched too much of Trevor Lawrence. I've seen him in bits and pieces. He's always looked for it. So they're going to get the best. Quarterback prospect we've seen in the last 10 years, right? Andrew Luck, since Andrew Luck. Since Andrew Luck, right? Um, so, you know, they're in a really, really, really good situation here, man. They're, they're going to load up, and they're not going to get fields this whole time. They're actually going to end up getting Lawrence, so they're, they're going to win. As for the Jets, <laughs> you know, the Jets did what the Jets do, man. They um, Here we are. They're going to get Justin Fields. I don't think that's a loss, but um, they may want to trade back. They may want to trade back. I don't know how they feel about Justin Fields. We'll see if they fall in love with them. These things tend to change, right? Like, there's not a lot of hype about Justin Fields as much about, as much as there is about Trevor Lawrence. But as we know, the draft process, there's always players that people kind of that people fall in love with, and they ascend up those draft charts. So we'll see what happens. But I I would consider trading back um, if they have any faith in, at all in Sam Darnold. But I will say too, you you know, like. That's all, but but even like someone's oh you know if, if Trevor went to the Jets, you know he, they would have ruined him. They would say probably they could have. But yeah, you know, the Jaguars have a, that undrafted running back James Robinson who's a beast, and like he just you know and then they have DJ uh, Chark. They got they got received. They, they're way ahead of Jacksonville right now. Like their record doesn't really implement what's going on. Um, the Jets just ha- like the, you know someone made a good point. The, the fairest way really to what they should they should do is never going to happen. Obviously. They should ignore week 17. I mean, they should make the Jags and Jets play each other, and the winner gets Lawrence. That's the fairest way to guarantee, you know, who deserves him. Because, you know, obviously, if you just say regular, they both probably wouldn't show up. and It'll be a tie, and then they could mess around and split him for a year or something stupid like that, you know? But, man, I'm just happy I'm not a Jets fan. Oof. Well, Makai Becton was happy. He uh, went as far as to tweet the uh, Kobe pick with the trophies in the locker room and was like, I know it's only one win, but leave me alone. I feel like we won the Super Bowl. So for the Jets players, they're probably not thinking about no Trevor Lawrence. They just didn't want to go 0-4 for the season. Uh, management, though, yeah. This is, uh, this is some Jets stuff that would happen. We have to transition to an actually better game. Uh, the Saints-Chiefs, uh, I don't think it was at all a letdown in how the game was. Um, a lot of people on our poll voted as if it was going to be a blowout, as if the Saints didn't have a chance. Outside of Drew Brees starting off 0 for 6 and looking rusty, which we said on this show, 
if y'all listen and go back to the tape, we said that would be a tough first game to get back into his rhythm against the Chiefs. So what was your takeaways from the St. Chiefs game? Um, do you think this is going to be the future Super Bowl uh, matchup? What's your takeaways? Um, so, uh, you know, watching the game, um, I, w- I, of course, always expect the Saints to win, um, but as a Saints fan. But, you know, I was uh, – Drew Brees, you know, he definitely looked extremely rusty. You know, didn't have Michael Thomas. Um, you know, uh, then Traquan Smith got hurt later you know, in the game. We really was thrown to receivers that, uh, you know, I don't think their families recognize them, you know. So, like, I'm just looking at them I'm like, come on, Juwan Johnson, you know, you know, little Jordan Humphreys. Like, anyways, so I feel like what was what, as 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 rusty as he looked, and and there was no rhythm in the game really. Um, the play that killed me was that, that safety that should have been a touchdown. People just don't know how to dive on a football. Um, but I was so impressed with that defense. You know, you would think, oh, they, they still dropped 32. I mean, if you watch that game, that defense played, like, amazing, you know. And um, I will say what was interesting, um, the Chiefs are one of the most penalized holding teams in the league, right? I'm not sure how they – managed to clean that up where they got zero holding penalties against one of the best pass rushing teams in the league. But uh, that's my conspiracy that the NFL hates the Saints. So whatever. Anyways. So I think for just for everything, uh, you know, that went down, I was, I'm, I'm very happy with what was going on. Um, I think that we wasn't, we weren't supposed to win that game. Um, I think that the fact that I'm still, it was smart that they played Drew Brees in that game because you had to get his rhythm back for at least just somewhat because they played Minnesota on Christmas and that game is more important. Um, and for the next two weeks, you, you don't want to throw him in there and there's delayed the process. Like he's never, he's not going to be hundred percent for a while. If he's going to be hundred percent at all for the rest of the year, you just got to get his feet wet now. Um, and then see what's going on. But like I said, I'm very impressed. That defense is legit. I definitely think it's a Super Bowl preview. I think overall, um, they're just the, mo- the most complete team in the NFC. Um, and, you know, like, listen, Mahomes is unreal. You know, like, there were so many times where he should have went down or all this – or they had him, and he just, like, extends the plays in ways that are just not normal. And, then you know, he's tossing it up. Um, there was just so many plays that was frustrating. But just all in all, like I said, I, I definitely uh, was impressed. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I, like I said, there's, I, there's, I, I definitely think it's a Super Bowl preview unless – I think honestly, there's a better chance of the Chiefs getting upset um, than than the Saints because in the NFC, um, I just think that the Saints are more equipped. It's a little bit easier path, you know. Even though even though Green Bay is there and you got Seattle, I'm not really worried about those teams. Like Buffalo is a scary team. Like uh, you know, Cleveland. If you don't stop that run, you know all these stuff. So. We'll see, but I think that um, I want to see these guys at full strength. You know, Michael Thomas. Uh, we'll see what, what's going on. But to lose by three and everything went wrong for the Saints that game, uh, or didn't go their way. I mean, uh, that's a win. Just a, you know, I guess a moral win. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Something to note too. Uh, the Saints came out and said that they were going to rest Michael Thomas for the rest of the season, and he should be back in the playoffs. So I think that's something that will definitely be on, a, on the lookout. Drew Brees probably bought in playoff time. He'll have his rhythm. And then you get Mike Thomas back. You got Ivan Kamara still. I think Saints 
are definitely going to be a team to watch. And some people might overlook it because of this game. But again, Mike Thomas is coming back in the playoffs. Uh, Greg, takeaways from this Chiefs-Saints game. Is this a Super Bowl preview? Are the Chiefs, do you see some chinks in the armor? Like, what's your takes from this game? The Saints are a really, really good team, um, right, to be close in that game. And um, with Drew Brees playing like, he forgot how to play football, like you, you and you lose by three points. Like you got you gotta take that into consideration. Like they're a very, very good team. And I think if as Drew Brees gets sharper, they'll be a really tough out and they'll be a, it's hard not to pick the Saints to get out of the NFC. What I would say about the NFC overall is there are two quarterbacks that are better than Drew Brees like now. And it is Russell Wilson, it is Aaron Rodgers. And if one of those guys gets hot, it negates all the other weaknesses they have in their football team. And then obviously there's Tom Brady and, you know, so you don't want to sleep on them. But, um, I, you know, I, watching that game, the, my main takeaway too is Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback I've ever seen in my life. Like, I, I he's better than Aaron Rodgers, prime Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's better than Tom Brady. He's better than prime Tom Brady. Like, I've never seen anything like it before. Like, the, these plays, there was one play that um, where he escapes the pocket, he's rolling to his right. Uh, or to his left, excuse me, and throws it to the left corner of the end zone and McCall Hardy yeah. drags his foot. Like, when I, th- when I saw him throw the ball, I was like, he's just throwing that ball away. Like, that's what's happening. It just lands right when there's a place where only his guy can catch that ball on the run. The, the Saints did everything right on the play defensively, and he just made him look like a fool. So, my main takeaway is, yeah, I mean, the AFC, the AFC is definitely – and there's a lot of really good teams out there and the Browns are good, but I don't think the Browns are upsetting the Chiefs and I don't think the Bills are upsetting the Chiefs because y'all know, y'all know how I feel about Josh Allen. I'm the unpopular one. Y'all know how I feel. I think Josh Allen's very, very good. I think he's gotten better. I give him credit, okay? He also plays in a perfect ecosystem for himself. So let's not be mm-hmm. the subject. I, I won't that get v- there. An MVP race, but go ahead. Yeah. That race is a two-dog race. That's a two-dog race. That man's in the distant third. Race. That's a distant third. He's not he's, Ariel, don't play, don't do that because I don't even like hearing his narrative. Okay, he's not he's not touching on Mahomes. He's not touching he's, Rogers. He's not, but the fact that he's in the he's even distant third. That's that. I'm that's saying impressive. Something. Impressive. Oh. Impressive. I don't disagree. I actually think that Derrick Henry what I'll say about that game is I think, again, Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's stamped. To me, I don't got to see any more. Like, this prime is unbelievable. They've played nine top ten defenses in his entire career. They are 9-0. They are 9-0. Every, every game they play against the top defense, like the Saints, they win, like, every time. He's, he's incredible. And it's not he – he has a great ecosystem around him too, right? Great receivers. That old line is not holding up that well. Okay, he's on the run for his life, and he makes plays. In spite of it, he had a throw. He had a throw to um, Sammy Watkins where he's double covered, and the ball falls right in between double coverage. Sammy Watkins got a hand on that. He's running for his life. Right? The play was incredible. It was it was the best incomplete pass I ever seen. Like the fact that he almost made the throw, like he's incredible, yo. Like it's 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 magic when he's out there. So yeah, that's that that's not that shouldn't be a hot take. I know there's a lot of Tom Brady lovers out there. Stop, like, no, like, this guy is better than Tom Brady ever was. He's better than Aaron Rodgers, and I, Aaron Rodgers is a dog. Like, he's amazing. 
Um, but I just think that this guy is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen in my life. I just, I just want to say a couple things uh, just about the game. One, uh, you know, it's going to haunt me for the rest of my life that we're one pick away from picking Mahomes. Um, so shout out, thank you, Andy Reid, for ruining that. Um, one, two, there was a, a play. Uh, there was a, I mean, like I said, when he scrambles and he has those, t- um, like he holds the ball like to the last possible second. And, but like he kind of like, so like he'll, he'll know like, he's backing up, all backing up, backing up. And you see Cameron Jordan full speed coming at him. He'll stop on the dime because the whole time he knows that's what he's going to do. And then he kind of like flicks it or hit, you know, all these things. I'm, I'm like, like, what do you, what are you supposed to do against that? It's unguardable. Um, so that's great. Um, that's granddad. But you know, Mahomes, you can you can own the league for the, for the next ten years. Just let Drew Brees get one more. Um, the last thing I'm going to say about that game, if I ever see Jerry Cook in person and I ever gain 150 pounds, and and can you know, can do some like uh, martial arts or something like that, um, I will fight him. I hate him. I hate everything about him. You can't be that big, and can't can't get open against a freaking linebacker. Like he's he should dominate. Like he's a he, he's a big dude, and he's like you know he's a, he's a mismatch. Like he's I'm not sure what's going on, but I hate him for as of right now. Just wanted to say that. I mean, as far as the Saints getting out, and I the Saints getting out of the NFC, just real like real quick, like I, I will say that you got Seattle, you got the Packers. The Packers are a little interesting of a team, a little weird. Um, the Bucks. This. Seattle and the Bucks are dangerous, and the Packers are dangerous too because of those quarterbacks. Like you just gotta show them respect. So it's gonna be fun to watch it all play out. But um, you know, that's speaking of experience. the speaking of the quarterbacks going from MVP Mahomes um, to one MV, to another MVP, Ravens seem like they're hitting their stride. Um, Lamar Jackson had a good game running and throwing um, over the last two games. He has a passer rating of one hundred twenty point six. The Ravens over the last three games have an NFL best 121 points. Are the Ravens hitting their stride at the right time? And do you think that they're going to actually get that playoff spot over the Dolphins? As of right now, both the Dolphins and the Ravens have a nine and five record. Who will the Dolphins have to play over, over the next two weeks? Do we know? Uh, the Dolphins schedule, I'm going to get it for you right now. Well, the Ravens are hitting their stride at the wrong time. If you want me to answer your question, because the Giants play them next week, so that's a um, it's a problem. It's going to be a problem for us. <laughs> um, but nah, man, like it's not a surprise that they're they're finding their stride. They they're well coached. Lamar Jackson is is amazing, and 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 I don't know why there was the, the, the I mean, I get why there are questions about him getting the bag and getting the. I, I get that, um, because obviously he has he hadn't won a ton of games with his arm and the game against the Tennessee Titans is probably still looming in everybody's head where he couldn't make the throws to beat that defense. And that's what, that's what's everyone's still in everyone's head, but you got to pay him. You got to pay him. I mean, the guy wins, he wins 70% of the games he plays with his arms and legs and to win at that rate in the NFL. I know again, another guy who's in the perfect ecosystem for himself to thrive, right? He's playing with the team that they got him. They completely changed their offense. They went from Joe Flacco to a traditional stock offense to running a, just a completely different offense, like where the quarterback dictates so much of the run game and so much of their action in the running game. Um, they, they they did a great job of building around him. And you don't do that and then not pay this guy. No, like you get the most you can out of Lamar Jackson. You hope he avoids injury because he's so much fun to watch. And you hope as the year goes on, 
the years go on, he can continue to build on his ability to throw the football and get better and get more fundamentally sound. But he's taking steps in the right direction this year. I told you all after last week after he beat the, they beat the Browns, he made a ton of great throws against man coverage, and that's not something that I could always say about Lamar Jackson. So, yeah, they're hitting their stride at the right time. They look really tough to beat. Um, and I am scared of all, I was all heck from my Giants right now, I'll tell you that, facing them next week. Uh, to answer your question, Dolphins play the Raiders, and then they play the Bills, who more than likely probably will rest their starters that week 17. So this is going to be a let down to the wire thing because that Dolphins team, I'm, I'm rooting for the Dolphins, full transparency. Um, I love Tua, um, and I actually love um, what Brian Flores has been able to do, right? So I, I'm a big, I, I love what they're doing over there. Um, we'll see what happens. It'll be fun to watch them, but. And then the, the Ravens have the Giants, and then there's who they got in the set, back half of their of their schedule. Cowboys, I think. The cow, no, I think the Giants have Cowboys. Uh, Giants, oh no, no. Giants have the Cowboys last game of the year. So Giants play Cowboys, and and, and um, I saw it. I just saw the other day. Um, damn, losing it. The Ravens have an easy schedule. It's like a, it's like a, it's not a good team. They're playing at the on the last game of the year. I know that for a fact. I just don't know exactly which is off the top of my head. Um. But if I'm, you know, I, I would bet on the Ravens going being getting in over the over the uh, Dolphins because of playoff experience and because of the the championship pedigree they have as a as an organization. Um, but if you're looking at the Dolphins and they're 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 a serious team, so you just don't know. It's really hard. Flip a coin. Flip a coin. Ravens man. play Ravens play the Bengals the last game of the season. But as of right now, currently on Monday Night Football, which we all agreed was not a game to even sneeze at, mm. the Bengals are beating the Steelers right now, currently. Mm-hmm. So it might mm-hmm. not be as an easy of a giveaway game. Um, so I, I think best interest for Ravens, they just got to win out. That's their yeah. best interest. And then yeah. see what happens with the Dolphins. It's every, every, every team's best interest is to win out, unless you're a Bills or something like that. But um, unless you're, unless you're a, a Jacksonville Jaguars. No, we're dead. Then lose every game. Yeah, <laughs> lose every game. Who do you see getting that that last spot? Because uh, right now we got the Chiefs, um, number one seed, Steelers, who probably will fall to the third seed. But Steelers, Bills, Titans, Browns, and Coach all. Are ten and four. The Titans, Browns, and Colts all are ten and four. The Dolphins are nine and five, and the Ravens are nine and five. Um. So we got Chiefs, Steelers, um, Bills, Titans. Those are um. So Chiefs, Steelers, Titans, Bills, give or take, and then for the those spots at the end. Um. I don't know, man. I I, just, I feel like I trust Miami over Baltimore. I know the scheduling is – but just Miami's defense is real, you know, and Tua doesn't make mistakes. Um, I feel like they have, like, 19 running backs, you know, just always somebody running differently. They all ball out. So, always, you know, the tight end, you got Gusecki, they got Devontae. So, they got they got a, they got a team. And they and, – and, you know, actually they got Houston's pick uh, from the drive, which is going to be, like, a top five pick. But I'll probably say my – I think Miami, you know, as Baltimore, it's just – they don't do anything for me. I mean, they just – you know, I look. No one's gonna make real noise either. Either of these teams, but if I had to pick out the last spot, I would probably give it to, to Miami. Um, you know, the Colts are. But you know, another thing too. Like, I mean, the Colts should be in too. Um, I think the, the Colts like that's a team that they're like weird. Like you almost like kind of don't want to play them, or like that's like the the best matchup you want. You know, it's like I can't really read them. 
they're, they're actually they're very strange. Um, but either way, you know, these bottom teams, it, it's, it's all for sure at this point because we know it's at the end it's going to be Chiefs-Buffalo in the AFC Championship game. So, Yeah, the Colts, they're very, very good defense. Um, I just don't trust Phillip Rivers personally. So at the end of the day, if you got to put the game in Phillip Rivers' hands, I think that's where they mess up. I think the Ravens are just hitting their stride a little too late. I think the Dolphins are going to be able to get into that last playoff spot. Tua doesn't make mistakes. The Raiders, they're so up and down. I see them beating the Raiders. And they'll be able to get that last win. The Ravens, is not a they don't have a gimme with the Giants just because the Giants play actually good defense. And I could just see Lamar having some, some turnovers this upcoming week against the Giants. Um, and isn't, you know, our Giants aficionado, isn't uh, Daniel Jones coming back this week? It's not. It hasn't been decided yet. They're going to take a look at him in practice. I sure hope he comes back. You know, y'all laughing. I'm hoping he's coming back because I need to see him play two more games. I need to see Gi- – Giants fans are so divided on Daniel Jones. There's the, the people like me who think whoa, he – Whoa, 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 You said you need to see him the next two games? Why? I do. I need to see him the next two games. Because he's a young quarterback coming from the league, I want to see him play well. That's the bottom line. I need to see him throw guys open. like he, like, And I need to see him playing from a clean pocket. When he's played from a clean pocket, he's been phenomenal all year. When he hasn't, things have no, been shaky. Think, he needs to play think, more games. He's a rookie yeah, quarterback. He's a younger quarterback. I could be wrong. I kind of got the sense that you said you meant – I mean, I'm not in your head. But I kind of got the sense that you meant – but you need to see him a couple more times because you don't believe in him fully. No, I believe in him fully. I, I, and by the way, listen, what to all to every Giants fan listening to this podcast, whether or not you believe in him doesn't matter. The Giants aren't moving on to get, they're not, oh, they're not, no, you're screwed. No, you're screwed. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not like that's not happening. And, and by the way, I don't, I, I don't disagree with them doing that. First of all, good quarterbacks are a dime a dozen now. They're coming out the draft like, like clockwork. Okay, late round picks are, are doing better. The quarterbacks are going to be there. If you have to move on at some, some point, let's say I'm playing devil's advocate that Daniel Jones doesn't work out, you'll find a quarterback. You'll be okay. Build a good ecosystem around him, like 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 Josh Allen's fortunate to have, like Lamar Jackson, like Patrick Mahomes, like Drew Brees, right? Build something around him where he can really sustain, protect him, give him some weapons on the outside, and let's see what he does then. And then we can talk about it. And if he's playing like crap then, all right, fine. Then come in my mentions, then talk about how he's not working out. And I was wrong. But don't talk to me about it now. It's, it's just way too early. The kid has played well when the pocket is clean. He's done. He's had some really good games. He's redeemable qualities, like I always say. He's very accurate with the football. Let's see. Let's see what happens. But, yeah, I hope he comes back because I want to see him play. I'd like to see him calm down New York fans. It's, there's nowhere in the league harder to play than New York. Nowhere. Like, this is it. So, you know, we'll see. I, I want to see him come back and play well, though. So, yeah, I, I, we don't know yet. Long, long answer to a short question. Uh, well, transition to that NFC. NFC is looking a little spicy too with these last couple spots. Obviously, Packers, Saints locked in. Seahawks is pretty much locked in as of right now. The NFC East is looking weird again. Cowboys are in the conversation again now. The Giants are still in the conversation. I still think Washington pulls it out um, just because their defense is so much better. So they, they, Washington has to beat the Panthers this weekend. If they do not beat the Panthers this weekend, the NFC East will be decided in week 17. That's oh, yeah, how this course. works. So this, that's how this works. If the Giants and the, and the Redskins end up with the same schedule, I mean the same schedule, the same um, 
the same, same record. record. <laughs> yeah, I have the tiebreaker. The same record, then we have the tiebreaker. So that's why. Now, if they win this weekend and the Giants lose, then it's all over. But let's see, okay? They're, they were the dead skins for years for a reason. Let's just see what happens. I am still banking on them going outside. So we'll see what happens. And you got the Rams at 9-5 and five who just lost to the Jets. And you have the Buccaneers who are also 9-5 and five who started off the game terrible against Atlanta. But Atlanta is known for losing leads. So it worked out in their favor. But I didn't, I didn't like how they played. They shouldn't start off slow like that. And you got the Cardinals at 8-6. and six, And the Bears in the conversation at 7-7. Seven and seven. Who do you see getting those last two to three playoff spots? Um Everybody's well, talking about the Rams, and they laid an egg. So I mean, well, listen, by default, the Rams are gonna get it. Um, and and the Rams and uh, and Tampa Bay, uh, you know, again, listen, Tampa Bay is one of those teams. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, first of all, first of all, um, Atlanta, um, they got to take a course on how to, you know, understand that when you're up seventeen. The game's not over. Um, I just don't understand um, the concept of, of a game plan. Um, and then the Buccaneers, like, bus showboating, like, all right, um, relax. You shouldn't have been down. You know, I, you know, whatever. Okay, I'm not going to get too, too far into that. But anyway, so Tampa Bay, uh, Rams, um, and the other last spot is going to be – it's kind of like a toss-up. I would uh, – I, I want to say Arizona. Um, you know, just because like, you know, they're right there and, and honestly, like, but really, that, I mean, that's really it because it, obviously they don't win the NFC East, uh, the South is pretty much the two teams. Um, the what? Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to, yeah. I don't think the Minnesota's not, the Minnesota's not going nowhere. So yeah. I mean, realistically it's, it can only be, um, with the Rams, Arizona, and, and uh, Tampa Bay, because I mean, unless these guys just lose the next two games, and Minnesota wins the next two games, then they get in. But no, I, I just think that the NFC West is going to get everybody in besides San Fran. Um, that's, a lot, that's how I look at it. But but once again, like whatever it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a lot too. I think it's the, those three teams: uh, Rams, Arizona, uh, Tampa Bay, getting in those last three spots. Um, I don't think that's where the fun in this whole thing is at. Like, I think those teams are going to fall where they fall. Like, they're good teams. I think the fun's going to be in the the train wreck that's the NFC East because you're going to get to see like this is this this weekend's must watch. You get to see that Washington game, which I will be watching very closely, um, and then you obviously get the you know your Giants Ravens, which you know I'm not excited about, but we'll see. Like. That's where the excitement's gonna be. But if you're gonna ask about those three, those those final three, I mean, the, the story with the Minnesota, the, Minnesota is interesting because Kirk's just not good, and and I and and the, they have to, they're gonna have to move on. Like they're gonna have to move on. I don't know if you guys saw the clip of him overthrowing Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson yelling, <laughs> uh, you know, oh, some, yeah, yeah. Some, some choice words I won't share with the bench mob faithful. But, <laughs> um, yeah, no, they, they have to move on. And, and they had every opportunity to make the playoffs this year. They lost the game in Dallas to the Cowboys, which is unacceptable, um, considering the Cowboys let you skip into the end zone these days. But it, it just doesn't make – it doesn't make any sense. Like, that, that team should be better than they are. And the quarterback plays a part of it. And I just don't know how long you can stick with Kirk Cousins. You're sticking with a bridge quarterback. When are you going to make that move? This this draft class is loaded with quarterbacks. There's a kid from BYU who's really good. Like, there's people out there to be had if you want to move on and get a new quarterback. Um, 
So if I were them, that's what I'd be looking to do, especially with Justin Jefferson, the promise he's shown. He just got voted into the Pro Bowl today, right? Like one of the best receivers in the game. Um, I, I think I think it makes all the sense in the world to, to go and get that quarterback and make sure that next year you're in a better situation to make the playoffs. But, yeah, those three teams are a lot to me. Again, I, don't, I think Tampa Bay is yeah. – yeah, I think those three teams are a lock. I think the NFC is kind of wide open after you're looking at the Saints. You got to see um, how the Packers perform in the playoffs outside of Aaron Rodgers, who I think is going to show up. Uh, Russell Wilson is going to show up. I believe that it's just every other team in there is inconsistent. And I think mentioning the NFC East, if Washington loses this week, I think they're going to be in trouble because they'll play the Eagles to finish off the season. And mm. Jalen Hurts mm. – has been looking Talk very good. They almost pull out that game against the Cardinals. That play that he has, talking about extending plays, he gets the ball stripped from him, picks it up, and throws it. I mean, perfect bullet pass on the sideline. Washington needs to Washington needs to win this week. If they don't, which wouldn't surprise me being at the NFC East, and it'll come down to week 17. I'm trying to figure out whether it's Washington or hopefully the Giants. Just I only hope the Giants make the playoffs. And I'm trying to figure out how it's possible the Saints play the Giants in that first round matchup. That, that, uh, you know, I just need that to happen um, uh, for, many, for 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 no reason in particular. But um, but that's probably not going to happen. And I, we have a, I have a bigger goal. Hopefully, we'll get the number one seed if Green Bay can slip up. Because I did I did see that. Even though the Saints dropped two straight, they still have a shot at the number one seed if there's a three-way tie. But Green Bay has to lose to Chicago in Week 17. That that law that's how the that would work. Um, so we'll see. Okay, so let me tell you something. This NFC is going through the frozen tundra. We know how Drew Brees fares on the road. What are we talking? Why have I not? Why have I not put two wait, together wait, earlier? Wait, 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 wait. Drew Brees wait, doesn't play well on the road. They're not wait, going to the Super Bowl. Wait, They're not going wait. to the Super Bowl. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Indeed, hold on. First, of all, first of all, okay, a couple things here. Number one, the number one seed is still up for grabs. Number two, uh, so you're living in the you're living in the, the 2007 through 2012 Saints. If you watch the Saints recently, they do play well on the road, and, and they'd be filling the playoffs. And that, that's not that's not I mean that's not the frozen tundra, but that's not New Orleans. Um, um, I went I actually went to a game in Buffalo where it was freezing and Drew Brees played perfectly fine. And guess what? Drew Brees doesn't have to be the five thousand yard passer like before because they have a run game and they have a defense. So we don't need the old Drew Brees. That's not why um, that that all that 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 stigma about the Saints on, on the road. That stigma is very real. It's, it's it was, not it's real very, anymore. No, it's not. <laughs> Look at the stats. They're, Listen, they've been they've been struggling at home in the playoffs. It's uh, or they're being robbed. But um, it's the it's the, that weather thing. They have a, they have one of the best one two punches in the game, and they have the, the a top two defense. I'm not worried about that. that if a team stops the run against y'all and Drew Brees got through the, if Dream Bay stops the run against y'all in the frozen tundra, okay, and Drew Brees got to get into a shootout, I, I just have it's a question. Done. I, just, I just have a it's question. Done. I, I just have a question. Um, when's um when's the last time Green Bay stopped anybody from running the ball? That's a good point. That's a good point. When, when's, the last time, have. when's the last time Seattle stopped anybody from running the ball? Ain't nobody scared of nobody. Okay. That's, that's a that's a good that that's your only saving grace. Yo, they, they are it's just the right year. It's just the right year because well, can we can, we can we get a right year? I mean, we've been getting robbed left and right. 
We talking about this right here. The NFL is crazy. The NFL is a crazy league. You don't know what's going to happen week to week. Like, you really don't. It's so hard to pick games in the NFL. The Jets winning over the Rams. You just don't know what's going to happen. So, let me look. Let me tell you something. This is going to be the, uh, the most 2020 thing. It's going to be Cleveland versus the freaking Washington in the Super Bowl. I'm not watching, <laughs> I'm not watching that. So, and, the Washington, and the Washington football team is going to win it. It wouldn't even it wouldn't even surprise me with that pass. It would I, I, I that, but I, I don't even <laughs> yo do the part of me don't it's not because I I hate the Redskins. I do I mean the Redskins, excuse me, the Washington football team. I I do hate them, but it's also that I don't trust them. Like I don't no, think they're gonna not. win. No. They're not gonna win on Sunday. They're gonna no. they're gonna mess this up. The Giants are gonna stumble into the playoffs by mistake. By the way, a full disclosure: I want as many losses as possible. I just want to see Daniel Jones play well. But at this point, I want to win the loss. God, I need, I need a top-tier wide receiver. That's what the Giants need or just the best edge rusher y'all can find. The Giants are not far away from being a good team, okay? But there's, there's work to be done. So, for me, the Washington winning, well, it sucks. It's not bad in 20 – and it just being from, like, a 2020 perspective. But I don't see them – I don't see them beating the Panthers this weekend. I just don't see it. I'm sorry. I think the Panthers are well. Well, team. well, if McCaffrey's coming, if McCaffrey's back, then probably not. But is anyway, he, is he back? Uh, he's he's been close, but you know it's not official yet. But and, uh, he's gonna come back. Game time decision. He'll come back. He'll roll out of bed and feel like feel great, and he'll run for 200 yards. No, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. He's not trying to come back and deal with Chase Young. Ain't nobody scared of Chase Young, bro. No, yeah, you know, Daniel, you know, damn straight, you're scared. You don't even play. I, I'm not. I'm not. I told you already. I'm not scared of Chase Young, but we got the Chase Young neutralizer and Andrew Thomas, bro. I'm telling you, the film. Oh my lie. god! He's won every matchup. Every time they play, Chase Young does not get sacks against Andrew okay. Thomas. He does okay. not in college, in high school, and now in the league. He, Chase Young right. has, has Chase Young sacked Daniel Jones? I don't. I don't know if he has. I don't know. He just sacked the the, the, the whole league. So I don't know if we're focusing <laughs> on Daniel Jones or not. Well, hey, well, listen. If you talk, I I brought up Andrew Thomas, which means it's directly correlated to Daniel Jones. This ain't the Daniel Jones podcast, but it's not. Listen. It's not next subject. It's not. You're right. It's next. not the Daniel Jones podcast, but I'm just saying, like, I'm going. I'm riding for my guy, man. Like, hey, so today is December 21st. I'm um, pretty sure y'all saw all over Twitter that black people are supposed to be in superpowers. Just made me wonder, what would y'all want y'all superpower to be if this was actually true? What would you want your superpower to be? Mm. Oh, teleport. Yeah, I, it's t- t- I guess yeah, teleport invisibility. <laughs> invisibility is crazy too. Yeah. yeah, I mean either way, but I, yeah, teleport probably would be a way. Just because, well, I mean I'll let you say I'll give I'll let you explain the teleport. I think that's self-explanatory. But invisibility, I mean, come on, man, you can be anywhere you want. No one's no one knows you're there. You know, you can just uh, I don't know, just uh, just from a, just from a strategic part of it. You know, it's just just uh, you know, you can um. There's a lot of uh, use your imagination. There's a lot of things you can do when you're invisible. So, um, but yeah, that's a, that's a that's a great power. I mean, you can freaking do whatever you want, and then obviously teleportation is a whole new level. But hmm. teleport, you go wherever you want, whenever you want, man. It's that simple, right? Like, eye, bam. That's it, bam. And the blink of an eye, traffic's no longer a thing. It's it's the best thing you could possibly do is be able to teleport. Five seconds, I'm there. You know, yeah. Twitter is so Twitter is so wild. People were talking about they were going to teleport to be on the uh, at the hotel when Martin Luther King got shot, and they was going to be there shooting bullets themselves. Like Twitter is just <laughs> Twitter is just so wild. Twitter's wild, bro. You, 
Twitter's a black hole. I tell that all the time. I love Twitter though. Twitter, Twitter is the dark web. Yeah. 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 It really is. Uh, transitioning to the flag on the play segment. Um, this segment, I'm gonna throw out some topics. We can either accept it. If we accept it, we talk about the topic. We could decline. We'll move on from the topic. First topic, Randy Moss says he and T.O. are better than Jerry Rice. Accept or decline? Uh, I'll accept that. I mean, um, yeah, he's wilding. <laughs> he's, he's bucking Jerry. Jerry like, it's, it's so crazy because they're all amazing. But um, I think Randy Moss has more of a case than Terrell Owens does. I don't know. Call me crazy. But either way, I think Jerry, Jerry Rice is still the greatest. But I think Randy Moss is more of a this – is, this just feels like that that old school, new school battle, right? I, I, and I know Randy's still considered new school to me. That old school, new school battle we see, like it's like MJ versus Baron type thing. And the only difference is Randy had, had you know, had the stones to go out and say it in the media um, and go at him directly. But talk, I didn't, I didn't know that rivalry was even a thing until now. That, but that's that's dope. I actually got, I love it. I love that he said that. Yeah, I'll read you the quote. He exactly said. I'll put myself first. I'll put T.O. second. I will put Jerry probably third or fourth. Fourth. I'm talking about dominating the game and changing the game of football. I don't live on statistics and live on championships. That's all politics. That was his mm-hmm. quote on the Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast with T.O. So, um, look, I mean, you know, I would – Randy Moss was just next level. I definitely think he did change the game. Um, I'm not – I personally think, I, you know, if anything, he would be, you know – I look, I like him. I would, I would go with him, honestly, number one. I wouldn't say Jerry Rice is fourth. That's probably the stretch there. Um, you know, I feel like T.O. and Jerry Rice would be battling it out for the two spot, but I would probably go Jerry Rice too. Um, Randy Moss, it was just – you know, he was – like, all right, so you you have to figure with, with Randy Moss, you had to play 15 yards off of him, and still he would probably burn you. You know, and you were never worried about Jerry Rice burning you. Jerry Rice was just kind of like the strategic, you know, he was just like, you know, he was very, listen, obviously he's one of the greatest of all time, but he, he, he didn't strike you, uh, uh, he didn't fear, you didn't fear him going um, vertical like that. Mm-hmm. So, so even with Randy Moss, if you pressed him, Randy Moss was the type of receiver that you had to press him and get physical. He had a little struggle with that, but then, but still, you were scared because if he got past you, that's even that's an easy, easier touchdown. So, I just think that what Randy Moss did to the game, um, you know, and and by by the way, honorable mention, and and, and he's got to be in the conversation, Megatron. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I, I don't know what he what they were talking about, and he retired like way early. But, you know, if we're just talking about the player itself, he might be, honestly, the greatest receiver of all time just by just by the – what he – his size, he was triple coverage, all that stuff. He was unguardable. So, if we're just talking about pure talent and pure – he might be it, but I don't know if he, he played enough for that um, to, to be in that, in that conversation. So, um, I, like I said, I, I agree with Randy Moss so far. I just don't agree with the fact that he put Jerry Rice fourth. The, the, the Detroit to have had Barry. I think it was interesting. Him. That's wild. 
They've had Jose? Barry and for Detroit's have had Barry Sanders and have uh, oh Detroit Detroit's a clown franchise no no they're, they're the worst it's not it's, it's not even that what are the odds you have two of the greatest players ever played a game on your team I mean yeah sure you didn't win but whatever that's there's enough clown shows in the NFL for that to happen it's more about the fact that you were even lucky enough to get two of the greatest players of all time and their quarterback is wildly underrated because Stafford's underrated he just is he is he is he's just, you know. Be, he's from Detroit. That's it. That's my knock on him. And you play for Detroit. That's it. Next topic. Everybody saw it. Um, it went viral. Kyrie burning sage before the game. Accept or decline? Accept. I love it. I love everything Kyrie doing right now. As long as you're playing well, burn all the sage you want. Burn all the sage you want in every single ring you go uh, to. And burn sage tomorrow night. You're gonna burn burn sage, and it's gonna be working miracles for the for the for the Nets, man. Happy Durant Eve to all my Nets yeah. fans. This is the greatest time of year. I'm first excited, of all, bro. first of all, no one cares about the Nets or or Kyrie's witchcraft that he's doing before games. Tomorrow's <laughs> about tomorrow's about the ceremony that the Clippers thought they, they wished they were having, and uh, they're not. They're just gonna see other people getting rings right in front of them. Um, but. Kyrie, oh my God, he's so frustrating. You know, I love. You know, what I love about Charles Barkley. He may. I, I don't know the exact quote, but he essentially said, "What the hell is he talking about? You play basketball. Just, just, just play basketball, man. Like stop with this, stop with this extra stuff, okay? And and, and honestly, I don't. I don't believe he's he, he's always done that because I've never seen him do that before a game, okay? And why conveniently are you doing that before Boston and you're going back there? The guy just craves attention, and then he and then he whines about it. Like he's so frustrating to like like listen to. Like he, it's just nonsense. Because like, why are we even talking about that? We're not. We're talking about that more than the actual game. You know, like if he does that tomorrow before the game, we're gonna talk about that, right? And, we're, and then, about, we're, gonna talk, we're gonna talk about how the Nets popped the Warriors on national TV and announced okay, that right. they're here. Right. That's what we're gonna talk listen. about. All right. gonna talk okay. About. Uh, listen, oh, we'll listen. talk about our picks listen. for tomorrow. Yeah, I don't, I don't bet or anything like that, but guarantee Curry outplays Kyrie. That's not even a far-fetched idea. But anyways, <laughs> oh, yo, just, just save that, bro. Save these please, clips, bro. Please Cause, save cause, that. Because, because Kyrie, whenever Kyrie link up with Curry, it's a, it's, it gets dark for Curry. He, he always, he always finds a way to embarrass Curry on the court one, one way or another. Like that half spin movie did against the Warriors uh, in Gold State a couple of years ago. Look, it's not about individual moves. I understand that. But Curry is on par. I mean, Kyrie's on par with Curry. Like, I, I don't, I, I don't understand where the whole narrative came. Where what, is that, what does that Curry mean? On par? What, 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 what? Tip for tat. They're right here. Kyrie's mm. neck, Kyrie looking at dude eye to eye. He looking at dude eye to eye. Okay. Curry has never proven that he could be the number one player on a championship team. I don't care what no one says. Whoa! Hot take. Whoa! Hot take day. When Hot did Kyrie day. prove it? Curry has never proved it. Kyrie hasn't proved it either. But Curry has never proved it. And people act like he has. And it's like they act like he has this you're, right to right the passage. You're 100% right. He had, that chance never... he had that chance, right, uh, last year. But he, he had the, the the phantom hand injury that was out for nine months, right? I agree. But never. Please. 2015. Kyrie's had – I know you just said it too, but Kyrie had plenty of opportunities to be the number one guy. And wherever he goes, that's oh. – and LeBron's, and LeBron's not there. He's a cancer. Listen, I'm I'm not saying that Kyrie Kyrie definitely is our number one player on the championship team. I know that. That's why we have. That's why it's Durant Eve because we got Durant to avoid all that nonsense. We got Durant. We got the ultimate deodorant. That's what we need. So the Warriors' first championship. Who was the number one guy on that scene? 
Oh, I know they won by default. I'm waiting for him to say it. I know they won. They won. They won. They won that one by default. If I'm gonna give a number one, they did. First of all, they did because Brian, wait, Brian, him down two one with Della Dover as his second best player on that roster. Hold on, hold on. We understand that. We understand the fact. So who's the number one on that team? We asked on the Warriors team, who was the number one player? Do not say Draymond Green. It's, it wasn't Dream Mom, but if, if I had to put a finger on it, I guess I'd give it. I never thought about Whoa, this. It's easily Steph. First of all, first of it's, all, why are you wait, struggling? Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's Steph, and that's the okay. It's Steph, and that's why they lost. Okay, because Steph is not a number one, a true number one on championship no, team. That's why, I mean, they, that's why they won. The year they, they won the championship. Okay, they won that championship. It's Steph. But they won it by default. People are gonna throw that in my face. You can see they see tone six, like you see what he did. All right, they won a championship. Cool. They won it by default. And Steph was the number one. Like I am trying to think y'all trying to trick me a trick to trick question. I'm no, like, you can't do that. You can't do that because then Kawhi won it by default and he was the number one option in Toronto. Like that listen, that we can run the tape back. I said what Kawhi should is, not be in top three. Is, what I'm saying is the reason why whatever the reason they won. All that stuff like LeBron was the number one player on the court. We we know that, but the number one option, no matter how how we're just no matter what was the other side, who was the number one option? It was Curry. Wasn't nah, Tom? Wasn't it? Wasn't me? Now you see, here's what y'all what? doing. Here's what, here, you're right. It's a fact. But what y'all doing is y'all doing it. Y'all, y'all trying to decide this by technicality. I'm not doing that. I refuse no, to it's do not, that. It's not technicality. It's, it's it is technicality because because LeBron had them down two one with just Delvadova. If you were true number one on championship team, you you telling me that's how is that happening? How is that happening, bro? As a as a real number one on the championship team, how are you letting that happen? How is Delvadova outplaying? Delvadova outplaying him, bro. In a couple of games, I got him. I got him. Wait, real quick, and then, and then Tony, you can go. So you say if you're a number one uh, option, you shouldn't you shouldn't be put in that position, right? All right. Yeah. Okay. So you consider you consider Durant number one option, right? Mm. Wait. What happened to Christmas? What happened to uh, you know the new Durant uh, Eve? Durant, Durant Eve. What, what happened? It is. That? It is Durant Eve. But calm down. Durant has Durant, wait, has, some stuff, Durant has stuff to prove. Because, wait, wait, wait. Because as a number one option, what did he do? Think about it. And the th- with the Thunder, what happened? Uh, that's what I was going to bring up. What happened? You, you I, ain't say, I ain't say – look, Durant has all the talent in the world to be a number one a number one option. I have no doubt that he will prove himself to be that. But he went to the Warriors, took the easy way out, and skated the championships. That's what happened. That's that's right. the truth. Okay? So, so, Durant has not so, proven himself to be a number one option on the championship team yet. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, I got you. No, all right, just to be clear, you guys don't – you guys, you guys have two – uh, kind of one and a half on your team, basically. Calm down, calm down. You're going to carry it away. That, that's, <laughs> that's what you said. I, I, I said that from all, I said that from a place of, of pure respect for Kevin Durant and everything he brings to the game. Like we know what it is already. He's just gotta do it here. It matters that he does it here. He, I just, he has, I, just, he has I, I, I do, I do want to say, I do want to say, um, and, and, and just before before you continue, um, this might be kind of like kind of a side thing, you know. This whole t- the whole notion about Durant kind of being LeBron's level and stuff like that, and all. Um, you if you blow a three one lead, um, ever I don't care what's going on. You, you're not in that discussion. So facts, I agree one thousand percent. He's not. He has to prove it here. Win in Brooklyn, and then listen, you're good, man. Like you're good. You're good. Like no one can talk bad about you because you've done it. You've done it and, and you did it when you were the clear cut number one. And I'm not saying he wasn't the clear cut number one in Golden State, but there was so much around him that it didn't really matter. Like it was like no matter what, they could pick nice. Didn't matter. Steph Curry was gonna get open. All I know is my take about Steph Curry not being a true number one option on the championship team is a fact. 
Y'all look at it. He was outplayed by Delvin Dover in 2015 in multiple games. He had 16-point game outings in, in, that, in, that, in that series. That guy has not proved it. But I love Steph Curry. Good dude, family man, right? People, people, people get carried away with all the, everything off the court, right? Great shooter, family man. His wife can cook up a mean dish. You know, like, you fall in love with the family. But, yo, let's not – look, about this basketball stuff, like, I take that serious. He's not a number one option. So, question, before we transition to the next topic, right, just give me this answer. Who's the number one point guard in the league right now coming into this season? Yo, this is the this is the most fun debate we get to have every year because I argue with so many people, so rich friends, about Kyrie versus Curry because I do think that when you when it all boils down to it, it's about those two guys. But so pick your pick your preference here because whoa whoa um, whoa whoa Wait, he asking you you answer the question no pick your preference I think I, I really do think it's that close I I I think you give Steph that you still give Steph the 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 slightest edge slightest edge because of his shooting ability and what we talked about with Dion on our, on our episode with him. Shooting is the most important thing you can do on the basketball court. So I'll, I'll give him that slight edge. But if you're talking about, like, first of all, the conversation about handles and about – I don't know if there's a conversation about Curry having comparable handles to Kyrie. Stop it. It's not even close, right? Like, Kyrie got the best handles of all time. Kyrie is a very, very good shooter. Kyrie, look, pound for pound, Kyrie the better player. Pound for pound, pound for pound, pound for pound, Kyrie is a, bet, is a more skilled basketball player than Stephen Curry. Pound for pound, and in an all around in an all around game, you look at the skill, the way he can score and iso out of any situation. Kyrie, I just I just changed my mind in mid segment. Kyrie, pound for pound, the best point guard in the NBA in this terms of skill. Said, this man just said Kyrie. Okay, okay, hold on, real quick. Um, I changed it. I had to think. Yeah, I, I okay. changed it. All right, all right, Skip. Listen, hold on. Let me ask <laughs> you. You came in. He turned me Skip. No, dead ass. Really quick, really uh, quick. I just like the, the, the main things that I'll, when you think of a player, like what they can do and stuff like that. Um, uh, and not like the, how you can do these things. Okay. Uh, shooting Curry's better, right? Yeah. Uh, passing Curry's better. Um, yeah. Defense. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Mm. First of all, no one thinks of Kyrie as a passer ever. Yeah. But not, that, that don't mean that he can't pass. You so. think Kyrie's a better passer than Curry? I think it's comparable. I think it's close. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah, no, it's, no, it's Kyrie not. Does, that Kyrie's, Kyrie's actually an underrated good passer. People just see all the highlights and get caught up in that. But okay, he, no, you know, they, they don't. They don't see him pass the ball. No, I want you know you're not watching the games. He's clearly what's he averaging? The ball. What's he average? Four assists a game? Probably five or six his career. Probably I, five or six. We could look it up. Probably five or six. G- give me the next. Give me the next categories you're going over here because you're not going to talk about handles. The, the, well, no, I give handles to Kyrie. I'm not. I'm not going to even though even though Curry Curry has handles. I'm not going to. I'm not going to disrespect uh Kyrie and say that as you just disrespected Curry acting like it's comparable but anyways uh defensively they both suck so I mean I, I it's a kind of a toss-up um uh I mean Kyrie. you, you know Kyrie. uh listen Curry, uh, Curry Curry there was the, the the Cavs were looking for Curry we're looking for Curry to go at him if you're talking about intangibles like uh you know uh leading a team um um we know that's not Kyrie's uh do we know it's Steph Curry <laughs> no, 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 no,
Um, uh, uh, let me ask something. Uh, also, um, with the ball. Well, just like, ball? like just like you know, the, uh, you know, uh, end the uh, game situation. Yeah, like not no, just throughout the game. Maybe end the game. Kyrie's obviously the more of a killer instinct guy, but um, also. It's, it's got to mean something, the fact that when was the last time Kyrie's finished the season? I mean, like, come on. I mean, it, you got to be available. Um, him, and, him and Steph have injury histories that are pretty extensive. Uh, well, Steph, <laughs> well Steph, Steph had the one injury uh, for a while. He hasn't had injuries. Kyrie, the last the five years, he's been hurt. The ankles earlier on, too. Look. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. For, well, there, for a while. This is going to be a fun argument people have for that because no matter what answer you give, I, you could say that you can make an argument you're not wrong, which is fine. In most debates you have, like you, you, there's always a wrong. There's, there's usually a wrong party. With this one, it's hard to say that. Right, but if, right, you're right. Ask, if you're gonna ask me from the who I think is the more skilled player, pound for pound, I'm taking Kyrie Irving because Kyrie Irving can score the way Steph scores, where he can just kind of play off screens and literally catch and shoot, and he can do everything else. Like out of ISO, it don't matter who's guarding him. There's no like good matchup. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Kyrie, just like being more the most skilled point guard, pound for pound in the NBA. Real quick before we close out the show, we're gonna get our picks real quick. Rookie of the year this year, who y'all got? Lamelo. Lamelo Ball. Lamelo. MVP this year. Anthony Davis. Luca. Luca. I think Braun gets it this year. Ooh. Champion. Lakers. Lakers. <laughs> I think we all in agreement on that. Lakers. Oh, Lakers. This is another installment, another episode of the Bench Mob Podcast. Uh, don't think for one second that we didn't forget at all about the Kawhi situation and what's going on with his uncle Dennis and all of that. We're going to talk about it. Trust and believe we we're going to talk about it. We made our picks for this opening night. Um, make sure you check us out on IG, uh, all streaming platforms. You already know how it goes. Benchmark, we bring people together. So share this, comment, tag a friend. Let your baby moms watch it, your uncle, your twice-removed cousin, anybody, tune them into it. We bring people together. You heard? If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Benchmark, we out. Peace. Peace. Peace.